Hi there. Welcome to How to Break Free from Alcohol and Cocaine. My name is Will, and on the 16th of May 2018, I decided to stop drinking. Throughout this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey from my darkest moments with alcohol and drugs all the way to what life looks like now. I hope you enjoy this, but even more so, I really hope it helps. Welcome back. So today I speak with Taylor. Taylor reached out to me a few months back when he had let his destructive habits take his mental health to rock bottom. His courageous and honest account of his own journey is truly inspiring. I hope you enjoy. Well, do you know what? I was looking for new guests to have on the podcast, so I thought it'd be good to go into the, the community we have. And obviously I put a message in there and I was so happy when you messaged back saying, I'd love to do an episode. And before we kind of go into your story and the position you were in and the position you're in now, I'd love to know, actually, what was it that you felt inside you that thought, yes, I want to share my story? What, what was the desire there? I just think that, like yourself, when I came across you and decided that this was something I really want to do, I don't know, I just thought, I think a lot of people are in the position I was in like a, a similar sort of scenario and it's kind of a relatable one of one where it's just you don't kind of maybe deem yourself like an alcoholic or that you've got a, a major problem or an issue but obviously there is something that's going wrong in your life or some areas that you can improve and I just thought I always enjoy when we have a chat and, and whatnot anyway so I thought if we get we get chance to do that yeah I'm, I'm and I also I find being a bit of a like an open book, sort of, if you will, it helps me to be open and honest about my stuff and, and everything that I've got going on. Helps me, maybe, maybe, hopefully, someone picks this up, it'll, it'll help them as well. That's kind of the idea and the goal of all sort of this kind of thing. So, yeah, I just thought it'll be a nice chat. Uh, maybe it helps someone um, and, and then see what happens. Yeah, well, fair play to you, man. I think it's amazing that uh, that you've done this. And, uh, you know, like you said, I've always enjoyed our chats as well. And I found on my own journey that the more I shared and the more vulnerability I showed, the more it helped me. You know, I found that there is strength in vulnerability. So, yeah, super excited to kind of chat to you today. And I guess for everyone listening, you know, you said if anyone's out there in the same situation I was in, give us an idea. What was that situation? What did life look like? Yeah, so I, I won't go right back to the start and I'll, I'll pick a couple points out where things got sort of um, really bad for me, if, if, if you will, or points that I look at in, in my past where I go, oh, shit, wait, can I, I'm, I'm good to swear yeah, on this. Yeah, you can swear. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, two, three minutes in, I'm swearing already. <laughs> I'll no, try no. and keep it to a minimum, but it's, it's going to come out sometimes. Um, there's, there's, yeah, I've, there's a couple points in my past or, or when, I, when I look back now and I, I'm like, hmm, yeah, I, I really did have a problem there. Sort of. So the, the worst it really got to was probably around around a year ago, sort of around April, March, May time last year. And it had escalated to a level where I was 
drinking regularly, even if it was a couple drinks a night, alongside with smoking weed as well. But then what was majorly getting me was big, heavy cocaine and alcohol sessions on the weekend. So it, it got to a point where it was Friday and then Friday would turn into Saturday and then Saturday into Sunday, sometimes going through two days, no sleeping, being up all weekends, picking up, you know, multiple times. And that's when it really got bad. Something happened in my life. I had a relationship breakdown and I had to move home, which was kind of instigated from me being being a tit, being a twat and, and, and what I was what I was doing. And and I cleaned myself up a bit and got into a bit of a bit of a better place and I and I hadn't taken stuff for, for a for a while in terms of in terms of cocaine. I was I was still drinking regularly and, and still going out and, and dabbling in other things, but I knew cocaine was an issue for me and I didn't like how I acted on it or the, the stuff I did or, or how it made me me feel after it. And I hadn't done any for a while. And then this year, when would it have been? I think it was maybe February or March or something. I just went out for a couple of drinks with some friends and I texted text the dealer to pick up ketamine. And he said, oh, I haven't got any. I've got like some Coke. And then I went, I haven't done this in about five, six months, but I'm already drunk. So yeah, go on, picked up. And then things, you know how it goes when you've not done stuff for a while or you you go back to it, it escalates quickly again. And then just before I quit, I went out and I I knew I was going to quit or I knew this was something I I needed to do really rather than than wanting to do. Now I I do it because I want to, but I needed to do it at this point. And I had a big binge and I ended up having a little bit of of a suicidal episode from that. That had happened a couple of times in the past when I've been doing big sessions, but it, it hadn't happened for a while. And I was like, oh, I've got to do something about this. And and I obviously messaged you and, and reached out. And then since then, I've 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 not touched either of either of it. Yeah, it can sound like quite a wake up call. And going back to a few points you mentioned, when you say if you haven't done it for a while, you know, there's the analogy of the pendulum that the further you swing out of it, the harder you swing back into it when you go back. And you know, I've seen it many times where people will stop and then maybe later down the line they start to question why they stopped and you know in some ways even become slightly complacent and just think you know what maybe it wasn't all as bad as I I think it was maybe I can handle one and then within a very short space of time I see things go from bad to worse and it's it's always a constant reminder to me that I've never seen anyone struggle with any of these substances take a break and go back with complete moderation or you know their lives improve because of it i mean it's pretty obvious none of our lives improve because of any of these drugs or alcohol or anything you know but going back to the the point you said of having a a suicidal episode and obviously you can share as little or as much as you want here but what does that mean exactly what what kind of mind space were you in yeah so i've i've had um i'm i'm cool talking about it i I don't mind if i like at all so about this i've had sort of my drug use and, and uh, alcohol use had, had been a problem for a while and i'd always sort of struggled with with depression and, and anxiety because of it 
and I'd had sort of suicidal thoughts here here and there in terms of just feeling uh, I don't know what I'm doing with my life I, I don't really want to be here I, I'm just generally un, unhappy like the majority of of the time but I've had two major ones recently was the one like like I mentioned about and when my relationship broke down that that was another major one as well and it, it, they were both coupled along with I was either coming down badly or drunk and high on cocaine at the time and what it means is I had a plan of of how I was going to do it and what I was going to do and both times I've been on the phone to to Samaritans obviously I'm talking to you now so I waited it out and I waited and I spoke to people and I just give it chance and then the next day was feeling not great but better but yeah, that's what I mean when, yeah, like absolutely, like in terms of having an actual thought of I kind of want to go through and with this right now because I feel so, so bad. Yeah, do you know what? It's such a scary place to be in. And first of all, yeah, I think it's great that you're open to sharing this because as we know, this is one of the biggest issues, especially amongst young men. And, you know, I see this a lot. I get a lot of messages from guys saying, I just don't want to be here. I want to end everything. You know, and a lot of it, from what I see and you know, the people I speak to, stems from alcohol and cocaine abuse. You know, these things can give us such significant highs, but the lows are disastrous. They are so destructive. And the more and more we go on as a, a nation, as a culture, as a race who just don't address the issue here or don't talk openly about the problems, you know, this is why so many people lose their lives and take their lives because of this. And I, I think it's just so sad, obviously. Yeah. Like most of the time it originated from just a general feeling of, of unhappiness and sort of depression and anxiety, but a, a manageable level, like ju just generally sort of un unhappy in my life. But you don't know when the time is going to be when you go too hard on that session. You're obviously nowhere in the right mind or the right headspace. And that could be the time that someone just makes that split decision. And that I feel so bad. I'm not thinking straight. But you, you know you're not thinking straight. But that's not where your head is at. And that could be the time that, you know, when I see people, like these stats about suicide and, and, and all things like that, I'd always just think how many of these people have decided to go through with this or made this decision because of other things that they could have potentially addressed in their life and, and dealt with and, and managed, you know. It's really, really worrying that there must be so many people out there right this very second who are struggling, especially, you know, we're recording this on a Sunday morning and this is especially the time of the week, which, you know, we said when we jumped on here, isn't it amazing that we can do this on a Sunday morning because yeah, yeah. we're both fresh and we, you know, this is not how our weekends used to look at all. But Sunday mornings, especially for me, you know, Saturday is a big night. You go out also Friday. So usually by this point, we've been awake for two days. Yeah, This is where we just absolutely start to crash. And everything that was used to look in the recent hours so much fun and so exciting suddenly going to the other end of that scale and i feel like i i need to be of service to people to show people that there is another way out of this you know yeah there's another path that you can take 100 percent. and you know when i was younger i had quite severe social anxiety and i remember 
this was I was still drinking a lot at this time, but I just remember thinking I would much prefer not to be here, just not to not to be here because it's just so painful. It's so difficult. But what I didn't realize was that I was just making my life so much harder by not addressing what was going on, by not facing up to what needed to be faced, by not reaching out for help. We have this real aversion to actually wanting to ask for help. And that is where we struggle the most. You know, when I first stopped drinking, I was probably overly confident. Uh, maybe I was a bit stubborn at the time, just thinking, right, that's it. I'm never going to drink again. But it was only once I started speaking to other people and actually looking for a bit of help that I actually realized it doesn't have to be as challenging or as difficult as we first think it has to be. And I know, obviously, we met probably a few months ago now, right? And I remember you reached out to me and, and it was the same thing. I, I felt a need to help someone else who was in a similar position to me. So I'd love to know quickly, just like, what was that, what was that time like where you, you suddenly got to a point where you thought, right, today is the day it's all going to change? So a month to three weeks, some, somewhere around that sort of time frame before the day I quit, I came across Dan, Menace to Sobriety's a short on YouTube and ended up going down for a bit of, of rabbit holes going through them and I, and just so much was like resonating and then obviously listening to your episode and and I was just hearing other people's stories or experiences who have quit but were in the same position that I was and I thought oh, maybe you know I can do this or maybe there is a, a path but it felt like such a big step because I'd made so much of my whole life based around drinking and taking drugs that I'd, I'd linked so much of like my hobbies or like my calling it hobbies is, is a stretch but you know what I mean yeah pastimes <laughs> past to that sort of thing that I was like if I quit this what what am I I was like what am I gonna do like what I, I don't know what I'm gonna do if, if if I give these two things up like how can I go out and have a fun time without alcohol or have the, the confidence to speak to people or, or engage and chat and whatever. But I'd been thinking about it and I was like, I need to do something. I need to sort it out. And I'd been considering it. I had a couple of things lined up. So I had this festival booked in Bristol that I was going to, and then I had a holiday in Barcelona and then I had another festival in, in Manchester. And I was like, what I'll do is I'll just ride this out and I'll quit after the festival in Manchester. I went to the one in Bristol with the mindset of I'm going to quit soon. And I think that just pushed me to go. I just went so, so hard, mate, too, too hard. Like took everything I could on the day, was still up at like 5am just doing nonsense. And then I had to get the train back home all the way from Bristol back up to here and I just cried my eyes out, like on a train full of people at like 11 a.m. On, on a Sunday morning, all the way back up here. And I was like, I cannot, I just cannot feel like this anymore. Like I'm, I'm done. And then the day after I was like, right, that's it. Downloaded, I am sober app. I think I might have messaged you either that day or, or that coming week. And I was like, I, I'm done now, I've got to quit. And, and then that was, yeah. So that was what pushed me and, and made me make the change. Yeah, do you know what? It's so it's so inspiring because not only can I relate to 
especially when you say, you know, the first questions we have is, but what is life without alcohol? How do I have fun? And the thing is, we don't have that many people as role models or inspirations of how that can ever happen. You know, when I first stopped, the question was, well, it's it's either drinking or it's going to Alcoholics Anonymous. And I, yeah. I didn't consider myself an alcoholic. I didn't really want to be anonymous. I didn't want to believe in half the things they believed in. So I thought, well, I don't agree with either of these. And there was no one really who I knew that had done it any other way. So that almost drove me even harder to find the way which I knew was entirely possible. And, you know, when you have those, that, that voice starts to come into your head thinking, right, we're going to stop soon. We're going to stop soon. But because we've only got a few more days or weeks of drinking, let's go as hard as we can. And that was really like, I know so many people that will resonate hearing that. And I know I did because I remember getting to the point where that little voice started saying, this is really, really becoming a problem. And it's, it's not going to end well. And the other voice was like, well, I've, I've got to try and make the most of it then. Well, if this is it, I need to make the most of it and ended up going so much harder in the moments before stopping. And maybe that's also what pushes us to the point that we get to that point where like you, I had such a, uh, an emotional breakdown, just questioning everything. Like, what am I doing? Well, like, how did I get to this point? You know, what, if I could go back and see like the 10 year old version of Will, is this what he dreamt of? Is this the person he would be proud of? Am I going to look back on my life and think this is, this is me making the most of my life, being up in someone's kitchen till 5am doing a load of gear, spending all my money and just feeling awful for four out of the seven days a week. Um, actually, probably more like five out of the six. <laughs> it's it's either it's it's either you're either coming down or you're back on it, yeah. <laughs> and that's what I found out. You know, I was like, oh, I feel so bad Monday, Wednesday, uh, Thursday rolls around. I feel a little bit better. Maybe I'll have a drink tonight, and then you're back on it again, and then cycle again, again each week, and then it the the lows just get lower, and the highs never get any any higher you're just trying to get to like a baseline of our oh, feeling all right which is doing doing packet and coke and yeah alcohol 100 percent. like you say we're either coming down or we're coming up and that's basically how i live my life for so many years and you know this is one thing i find fascinating as to the intention and the motivation behind all of this and obviously if you think we take something that alters how we feel it must be because we don't want to feel how we currently do. There's got to be something we want to change, whether to avoid pain, to escape because we're bored or anxious, or because we just want to feel better because we're not happy with how life feels now. If I take this or I drink this, I'm going to feel better. And the more we kind of rely on that to feel better, the more our brain will tell us, well, that's the only way you can feel better. And, you know, the one thing, I found not only in my own journey, but from so many people who I've kind of coached out of it, is your brain in those first few weeks or months of stopping, it starts to change. It starts to rewire and refire in different ways. So the thought process you have on day one is going to be different to the thought process you, you have on day 31. It's constantly changing and you're changing your habits. You're changing how you see things. So one of the, the things I always say is just trust the process. Trust that in a month's time, you'll be seeing life very different to the way you see it now. You'll be thinking very different to the way you think now. And that leads me on to learning a little bit more about what your first month out of that looked like. What changed for you? 
Um, so I, I I listened to you say, oh, I am like two weeks now. Couldn't couldn't get over how much better I felt, and I thought, all oh, right, okay, yeah, 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 all right, we'll 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 try it, and we we'll see what happens. And then like ten days into two weeks in, I just could not get over how much better I was feeling. Like on a day to day, just waking up, you know, I've still got to get on with work. I've still got to go to the gym. I've still got things I've got to do and get on with, but I was just enjoying everything way more. So much, so much happier, just a general happiness rather than it being artificial from putting something in me or, or trying to, I, I was always trying to get happiness from other, other areas rather than, in my life making it making it happen from the stuff that I'm doing like being being productive get, getting on with things going to the gym whatever but yeah the the first couple of weeks were were great and and it's it's only it's only just gotten better and improved i've had a couple of like ugh dips but i now realize that dips like that are just life that's what that's what happens you have like little ups you have you have little downs but I can deal with that so much better now that I'm sober that I'm not having to go oh I'll have a drink straight away as soon as I'm I'm feeling a bit shit you know but yeah the the first first few weeks it's hard to adjust from a habit but the first weekend I think I messaged you as well on on the Saturday to say Oh, it's a weekend now uh, the sun was out now would be exactly when I'm gonna go to the pub um and I met one of one of my best mates and I went to the pub and I had two pints of zero percent Heineken non-alcoholic beer and then walk, walked home and I just felt great that was a big step that I could go and do things that I had done previous go to the pub and, and meet a friend and have a drink but I didn't have to drink I didn't have to do that. I could just say I'm going to have a non-alcoholic one. And you know what? I enjoyed the chat way much more. I, I could I could formulate my sentences better. I wasn't wasn't slurring or being stupid and acting an idiot and then going on to do further things in the night because you're already drunk and obviously other stuff's going to happen. But yeah, if anyone's picked this up and, and is listening and think thinking, oh, um, I don't know if I want to do it, it turns around so much quicker than you'd think it does. And I've found that it just, it just only gets better. And you can implement other stuff to make you feel better over time. You can just do it in- incrementally, which is what I've been trying to do and just, just build on, on, on stuff. But just quitting and, and, and going, I'm going to stop now is, is, is the main one and just see how much better you feel from it. Yeah, well, you get that freedom to be able to practice so much more self-care, don't you? You can just... <laughs> You can start to look after yourself better. You know, you sleep better, you eat better. And like you say, it just gets better and better. And I remember, you know, when you reached out and you you went and had a couple of non-alcoholic beers and it was it was such a huge step. And it's you know, I remember it was a huge step in my journey as well, because, you know, it's very fortunate that we have basically a replica of the drug that does <laughs> a lot of issues, but doesn't have the drug in it. And I've always thought, you know, we don't ever have any sort of uh you know, fake cocaine we can snort that has no reward at the end of it. But we can go and drink alcohol, but there's no alcohol in it. And it does, it removes the craving completely. And it, you feel you feel like you're socially accepted because you've got something that resembles a beer. And when you leave, you don't want to go off and 
make some bad decisions. You can just you can drive and go home, you know. But uh, yeah, there was one there was one thing you said earlier, and there's a quote which I always found really accurate, which is sobriety isn't tough. Life is tough. And I realize that most people will think, oh, it's actually really hard not to drink because there's so many challenges. But those challenges are there whether you like it or not. The difference is in sobriety, and I say sobriety, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of the word sobriety, maybe I should say in teetotalism, you know, you're, you are fully equipped and present to be able to address those challenges and overcome them. Whereas if you're drinking, the challenge doesn't go away. Just how much you care about it goes away briefly. And then you come back to the challenge and now you feel crap as well. So it kind of, it doesn't solve anything, but this is the whole point. This is why we drink because we try to escape responsibilities, pain, you know, whether we, we are celebrating something like a promotion or we go through a breakup or whatever it is, we're drinking to try and alter how we feel. But if you can remove alcohol and cocaine and get to a point where you can deal with whatever life throws at you without those things, then you'll never need them. And that's, you know, that's the whole point. And whenever you get to a point on your journey where you think this is going to be really difficult, this is going to be really tough, you just weigh it up against the other option, which is, is it ever going to be as tough as a life, the rest of my life by getting drunk and high every weekend and just feeling like crap? And it, I knew that whatever challenge I faced, it was never going to be as bad as a lifetime of that. So I'm like, actually, in comparison, this is pretty easy. And I just had to accept that either route was going to be tough. Either route was going to have pain involved. And I just got the ability to choose which one I wanted. And by choosing the one that we have both done, as you know, it just gets so much better. Life becomes so much more enjoyable. And you're absolutely right. It's There are ups and downs. So yeah, I, I wanted you to come on here as well, because I know that the way you see the world and your journey was just so similar to mine. And, you know, we're all on a fairly similar journey, you know, a lot of people I speak to, but I remember the way you had changed your mindset and you see, you see with such optimism now and such positivity, it's infectious. And I, I love it. And every time I speak to you, it's like, it's a little injection of feel good, feel good hormones, you know? Yeah, mate. Like, um, I think like I said, when I was on the live, uh, I, I felt the same as you about knowing that I had a problem or, or an issue, but, I was like, I don't want to go to Alcoholics Anonymous. A, I don't really want to label myself as a as an alcoholic and, and go to that and go through the meeting. And then I was aware of kind of what went on and what goes on in, in those meetings and, and, and whatnot. But I needed another way to a, more, a support group, but I didn't want to go down that path and then when I found what what you you were doing and 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 this I was like that sounds way more my speed what 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 I'm looking for like I needed help and support in the in the first the first period of it but I needed it in a different way and I needed to see the positives in things rather than it only being a a negative that you're cutting out like I have I stopped alcohol and cocaine because of the negatives but now I do it because of the positive things that it brings me being the freedom it gives me to in my life to do things and and be fresh my mental functions better I can think better I'm healthier I'm happier all that kind of stuff so yeah 
I mean, if you wrote that down on paper, it'd be a deal most people would not want to miss, right? <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Just from a, a logical point of view, if you said to someone, listen, things are really bad in your life right now, but I've got an option that won't make things okay. It's actually going to make things incredible. Like, it's just, it would be an option that most people would be like, what, what, you, you're telling me there's one thing I can do that could save me more money, improve my health, improve my relationships, my work, my productivity, my sleep, my diet, my exercise consistency, all of these things. And you go, yeah, it's just one thing. Just stop getting blitzed every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go, oh, no, no, I can't do that. That's, that's a bit too much. Because that's what I would have said, you know? That's exactly what I would have said. I'd, I'd have rolled my eyes and gone, "Ah, oh, yeah, all right, well, whatever, okay, okay, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it will." But I cannot. There's nothing in in my life which has not been improved from quitting alcohol and and, and stopping cocaine. Every aspect of my life has has improved and has become more positive, or is is working better for me. I'm so happy to hear that, man. And you deserve it. You, you know, I, I believe everyone deserves it because for some reason we, we get trapped in this world and we just, we think that there is no other way. You know, there were so many times in the years when I was drinking where literally I could not have humiliated myself more. I could not have spent any more of my money. I could not have felt worse. And yet stopping just was not an option. And it's, it's crazy when you think about it because surely you would, you know, you can be so on the ball in every part of your life and you can see what's not working and what needs to be improved. And then when it comes to alcohol, we just absolutely blindside ourselves to thinking that there is no other option. And that's why I feel like what I do is a complete necessity to show people that not only is it an option, but it's actually the best option you can take. You know, like you say, in every aspect, there's no negatives. So the only reason why you would ever feel averse to even trying it is if that drug whether it be alcohol or cocaine is providing something that you are worried you won't be able to get otherwise and the one thing is as you know we can create it naturally but it takes effort and yeah. that effort is a small price to pay compared to the cost of going out for three days and, and yeah. staying awake and putting ourselves in that hole but um yeah man i think uh, what you've done is incredible i think you know the way you talk about everything is so inspiring and positive and like you say you know a lot of people focus on the negatives of what life used to be like but we can't change that we can't change what we did what we what we were like but we can learn from it and to focus on the positives is it just you know we manifest the most positive life we can so well done to you yeah thinking about the past if if, if anyone was listening and thinking they know there's a bit of a better person inside them or something different but that person just doesn't get a chance to, to come out because you're too busy drunk or hungover or, or coming down and, and you're being miserable to be around. You, you're feeling like shit. You're anxious. You're depressed. You're not doing what you want to do in your life, which is, that was me. That, that was exactly where I was. And I was just like, I'm so sick of being not who I know I can or, or want to be. I need to do something. And it's all you've got to do is just quit the drink, quit cocaine, or, you know, if that is your problem. I don't know if you want to touch on how I've done stuff maybe slightly differently with not quitting quitting everything. We can we can talk about that if, if you want to at all, if there is anyone who is, you know, into other things, but 
has a problem with with alcohol and cocaine we can uh we can touch on that i didn't know if that was something you want to talk about yeah no no let's let's hear it i'd love to hear your your take on that yeah so like when we spoke i i was a bit of sort of, of i think the term is a as a poly like drug addict or whatever isn't it when it's like a cross sort sort of everything so i've i've basically dabbled in 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 all sorts over my time of doing stuff but the two major f- things which i realized were a huge issue for me was was alcohol and and cocaine and they were leaving me feeling terrible but i decided that it was too much to quit everything at once and i had things coming up and i was like i don't know how i'm going to fit in at these events if i'm completely stone stone cold sober so i quit alcohol and cocaine haven't touched any any of that since and obviously I just take it I just say today I'm not going to do it but my plan is for the rest of my life I'm never going to do it but it's easier to just take it each day and I go I'm not going to drink today and then that cuts both of them out but I'll still I still smoke weed occasionally with with my friends so I'll use weed now as kind of a slight sort of social lubricant I guess if if you will and I'll feel happy from it and I'll go be able to have a bit of that and then I can still go to bed later and get a nice night's sleep and feel fresh in the morning. I haven't sent any stupid messages. I haven't pulled out 200 quid from the cash machine or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, I've, and I've still, when I quit, I was still planning on potentially doing uh, MDMA and, and ketamine here and there. And I've taken MDMA twice since quitting. But the last time I took that, I was I, I was four or five weeks into my journey at that point. And then I, I woke up and I did a bit of like self-review and reflection after. And I just thought, no, I'm I'm pretty happy to to not touch this again for the foreseeable now. So I've quit that. And then as well. I did ketamine, I think, maybe five weeks or so ago, just a little bit at an event. And then as well, after that, the day after, I, I just thought, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, with not being able to do this, this anymore. So I sort of gradually reduced it down. And, and the more I was enjoying being sober and the feeling of being in control and know, knowing what I'm doing, the easier it I found to give up the, the other two things because I, I it was too much to go from 100 which is where I was at to, to zero and I didn't have any plans to quit the other two I thought oh, maybe I'll keep these in my life but like greatly reduce my intake but the last two times I've done them I've just thought ah nah not really I'm I'm pretty cool if I if I probably don't don't do this again and I've those two, I, I'm I'm never going to rule out that I'll never ever do it again. But recently, I've been, you know, I, I'm happy with this, so I, I've just kept in that. Occasionally, I'll I'll smoke some weed here and there, and 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 that's about it. So you don't have to go all the way down to zero, but if you figure out what are the huge problems or triggers or issues from you, you could do it incrementally. I obviously, you know, I don't recommend what what I've done for everyone to do, but it's worked amazingly for me yeah yeah do you know i think it's such an interesting approach and such a an important message to get across as well which is everyone's journey is different there is no rule of what you should or shouldn't do right so i remember when i when i stopped i remember thinking right cocaine is destroying my life and i only do it when i drink so i need to get rid of cocaine and 
and alcohol. And that was really all I took. I used to take a bit of MDMA and ecstasy, but shortly afterwards, there was a guy I knew that came up to me and he said, listen, we're going to have a shroom party. Do you want to join in? And I, I remember saying to him, oh, no, I stopped drinking. And he's like, what's it got to do with drinking? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember I, I took a moment and I was thinking, wait a minute, can I, can I do magic mushrooms? Do I want to do magic mushrooms? And I realized that the, the basis of why I would stop drinking and taking cocaine is because I want to be happier. I want to be healthier. I want to be more self-aware and in control. And obviously, you know, what you just said, you're very self-aware when you're going through these things. And it's not having a negative impact on your life. So you can constantly reassess. And like you say, a lot of us, you know, we'll get to a point where we think, right, I'm never doing this again. But like you said, it's on the day-to-day -day basis. What's what's going to be right for me today? When I wake up, I know what's going to be right for me. I want to exercise. I want to do a bit of work. I want to go for a walk. I want to do all of these things. And just by having the awareness, we can make those decisions. You know, you, some people aren't comfortable saying I'm never drinking again. In fact, that scares them into drinking even more. But the thing is, we don't have to say anything. We don't have to label it. You know, me and you, yesterday, neither of us drank. Didn't matter how long we'd not drank for. Didn't matter what the intentions were. What we physically did was exactly the same thing. And I found this to be a really interesting concept of there is no rules with this. You can do whatever works for you or whatever doesn't work for you. And I think that's a really important message to get across to everyone. Yeah, you've got to find out what worked for you and, and yourself. And on, only you are going to know that. Everyone knows how whatever substance they're taking or is their substance of choice leaves them feeling or what is an issue for them. If you have a bit of sort of self-reflection and, and review over what are maybe your issues, but what maybe, you know, that doesn't leave you feeling like that, or if you want to do everything, then, you know, go all the way. But you don't have to follow a set set plan that, that you have to follow to get and achieve this and, and everyone can do do it however they want to do it and if you find what works for you then you'll just feel so much happier and, and better and, and your life will improve drastically well said I don't really know how to follow up on that you know <laughs> <this time. laughs> I thought I've been waffling for about 45 minutes so <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you know what I think I always I always love chatting to you buddy because it's just, you know, the way you look at things is with such a positive and and centered outlook on life. And, you know, I, I like I said, I didn't I didn't know you during those those years of drinking and whatnot. But whoever the person you have become, I think, is someone you should be incredibly proud of. Thank you, mate. That means a lot. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I've, I've said to you, I've, I've messaged you about it a lot, but I couldn't have done it without all, all the help and support that I've had from from people like, like yourself. And just, uh, yeah, it, it's not something that you do you do alone. You need to make that choice yourself. No one can make it for you. You have to decide that this is what you want to do. But there's so much help and support out there. You've just got to reach out. And if you decide to make that change and do it, then then you, you will be able to do it. And you just got to keep pushing that and keep progressing going forward. I think there's so many people who are going to listen to this and just completely resonate with your story and feel so inspired. You know, you know, I, I stopped drinking five years ago and I'm inspired to stop it all over again. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, honestly, Taylor, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. I know it's uh, it can be a big thing and I think um, you're going to help a lot of people.
Hey man, thank you. No, I appreciate you having me on for for a chat. It's sort of, like I said, it's always enjoyable, and uh, yeah, this has been a, a a nice Sunday morning. We've got into some deep, pretty heavy stuff there, but now nah, that was that was that was really good. Thank you for listening. If you or someone else you know struggles with alcohol, cocaine, or any other drug, then please reach out for help. You can find the link to my online course, the online community, and all the coaching programs, both on this podcast description or by clicking the link on my social media profile. Trust me, you are not alone, and there is a way out. All you need to do is make that first step. I hope you enjoyed this, but even more so, I really hope it helps.